0: This is Talk To Me
1: The official podcast of MetalNexus.net Your host, Joshua Toomey Bring you epic rants, anecdotes, and interviews with heavy hitters from hardcore A new life begins To hair metal This is Talk To Me
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk to Me, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net. Make sure to head over to MetalNexus for your news, reviews, interviews, and the archives of the Talk to Me podcast. The guest this week on episode 150 is Max Cavalera of Soulfly, and we also have a special co-host of this episode, Lauren Kozlowski of the Roach Clutch Podcast. Lauren, how you doing, bud?
3: Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me.
2: It's always good, man. Uh, where are you recording from right now? I am recording from home. No, man, home is Detroit. Don't forget that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I I never will. I never will. I won't forget my roots. Don't forget where you came from, man. I got to tell you the best part of that though is 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 him saying on stage, "Did you guys hear the podcast?" That is my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> like, I feel like every podcast host has heard that and been like, "Ah, oh, I wish that was me." Right? You know,
2: yeah. Actually, I got a uh, phone call from uh, from Baco from Cobras on Fire today, and he said that he said he would die if any of the people that he talked shit about on his podcast on stage said, "Have you heard the podcast?" If he would have only said, "Have you heard the talk to me podcast?" <laughs> then that would have gone down in infamy. But uh, but yeah, man, I I, uh, I I was grinning from ear to ear when I first heard that from uh, from on stage. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on this week not only is it episode one fifty. Big time uh Max Cavalera coming on the podcast for the third time, which blows me away. Uh you and I actually went to the Soulfly show together, a little uh a new metal field trip, if you if you say. So uh what was your uh what was your takeaway from the Soulfly show?
3: I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't really into the opener nails, but uh, I'm not much of Niall. a. Uh, I'm sorry, not not Nile. See, I already <laughs> forgot the name a week out. Uh, Nile. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not into death metal, mm-hmm. or as Max put it, technical death metal. There you go. Um, yeah. So I mean, that wasn't really my thing. But uh, you know, once Max came out, I mean, he basically was just activating pits for a whole <laughs> hour. Um, lots of hot riffs uh you know i mean he kept the momentum going uh i have no complaints about his set uh i thought he did a great job uh you know i mean i feel like if i knew more songs i probably would have liked it even more Mm -hmm. uh that being said of the songs that i did recognize uh i thought he did a pretty killer job what did you think
2: i agree with you on the nile part um nile's one of those bands where i was uh if I got into them when I was fifteen, I probably would have loved them. Seeing them the other night, but uh, pushing forty, you know, seeing a death metal band for the first time was not something I was kind of into. And and uh, you and I were having fun watching them play and kind of going back and forth a little bit. And they were doing all of the, uh, you know, what they were supposed to, you know, talking between songs in their death metal voices. And uh, you know, I, I I enjoyed them to an extent. If I sat down and listened to them. I may enjoy them more, but yeah, as, as seeing them for the first time and hearing them really for the first time, I was not into Nile that night.
3: Yeah, I I think we both really liked the part when they said they tried to make a "fuck our jobs" <laughs> chant. Right. That was that was an interesting uh, moment, and then also when we sort of when. Because I didn't know who they were, and I asked you if they were a local band, and you were <laughs> like, "No, these guys have been around for a long time." And so, uh, I we we both pulled up their Wikipedia page on our phones and found that uh, you said it best: is like current members and then past members, and it says "see below." <laughs> right, and then the Wikipedia for Na- uh, for Nile is basically uh Literally, this album came out. This guy left. Then this guy left. This guy came in. My favorite detail I have to mention it is that there's one. It says this guy left because he was holding them back. Well, yeah, that's in the wiki. He was, he was definitely that's holding a, them. That's back. a oh, that's a that's a rough take right there in the wiki. Um, so uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, my other complaint, being an older guy, uh, is that you know they didn't go on. Uh, Max and company did not go on until eleven. That was late. That is it was late. late for me. I I was thinking. I mean, most shows I go to openers at eight and headliners like nine thirty at the latest. You know, uh, to get you out the door by eleven. But yeah, Max was like eleven. <laughs> That's when I go on. So
2: not a minute sooner. Though the um, yeah, you know the one takeaway from Soulfly is I. In talking to Max, you know, we talked about some shows that I had seen back in the day. You know, this is the 20th anniversary of the first Soulfly album, and I got to see them a couple of times on that tour. I got to see Sepultura a couple of times, you know, prior to that Soulfly show, and then seeing them throughout the years. You know, obviously with Bobby Burns having been part of Soulfly for so long, and then uh, you know, seeing them again is just it just cemented that Max is the king of what he does. You know, he is he oh, is a. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a one man, you know, wrecking crew, if you, if you might say of, uh, of like tribal metal and, uh, you know, not only seeing them live, but actually, you know, after all this time, even with Bobby being in the band and, uh, seeing them with, with Max in the band, I'd never actually met Max in real life. And to sit down with Max and have a conversation with him was, was absolutely, uh, amazing to sit across from Max and have a conversation about metal.
3: And hey, they they say don't meet your heroes, but then here you are—you meet him, and he actually is cool. That's a rarity, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, he couldn't have been any uh, any nicer. And it was funny—the um, the few times I've talked to him, because Bobby and he he didn't have the the best of breakups, and uh, I didn't ever want the Soulfly camp to hold that against me. You know, being that I was right. in a band with him, so I'd, I've never once said to them that I was in a band with Bobby until. Uh, we were talking prior to the interview and uh, I was actually thanking Max because I've always joked about it. I should I should have some resentment for him because in 2003, when Bobby joined Soulfly, Bobby and I had started a, a, a new band with actually from Jay from Flaunt, Jason of Flaw. Um there it is. We uh we had started a new band and we were like getting this band together, doing demos and stuff. And and in the middle of all that, Bobby came to me with an email or or he said he got a phone call or something, asking me if it was cool if he wanted to join Soulfly. And I looked at him like. Uh, you're an idiot if you don't like. That's that's the dumbest question ever. You know, do you yeah. <laughs> should I join Soulfly or continue like trying to start a new band? I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever heard. But that did bring me to the city of Louisville, and that did bring me to meet my wife and have kids, and you know, my roots are here now and things like that. So, so yes, home is Nashville, but this is my current home.
1: <laughs> there you go, and uh, it, and it go. all kind of
2: bases based around you know. Bobby going
3: off to Soulfly, and I stayed in town and and uh, and met a lady. Just think of that. Really, if you think about it, Max making that call changed your mm-hmm. life.
2: It really did. It's crazy. It's it's crazy how so many things you know came together. You know the. Um, you know, months earlier joining Primer 55 to go on tour, you know, was was kind of out of the blue and, you know, me quitting my prior band to Primer 55 and then sending an email. It, it's just so, so weird how, how life mm. works like that.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely
2: the uh but the one thing about the soulfly show is is there was i guess a period of time where i kind of fell off the soulfly train and didn't know the catalog as well as i thought i did because there were a lot of like songs in there that i didn't really know like if you played early songs i was all about it and even some of the songs off the last album i was right there but there was there was a period in there where i was like hmm i don't necessarily know this one and i'm a huge fan so um uh, i guess i'm not a huge fan as much as i thought i was
3: well they have a lot of albums and I went through the, I went on setlist.fm and they had the full setlist and they did uh, about two or three from just about every album, but I think they skipped, I think a couple from the middle of the career. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, they did three from uh, the, the three from the first Soulfly and I think they did three from the second one. So there was still a lot of focus on the early stuff. Although I don't know if you count, I mean, the jump to fuck up and the eye for an eye the jump to the, jump the fuck up is like. I think we got like forty five seconds of that song. Yeah, I mean, very great forty five seconds, but still. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the most fun you had. Was that forty five seconds? Oh my gosh! The fuck I didn't think I was going to get to hear it at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but your iPhone, came, I, I've never seen an iPhone come out that quick. You were just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And plus you guys had just done the uh done the episode of uh yeah. of that of that Soulfly
3: album. So, yeah. you know, it was fresh in your brain. Very fresh in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah. There was it was it was really funny when we were prepping the episode, literally like the day we were recording, uh my co host Jenny messaged me and she goes, Should we do this album after you see Soulfly Live? And I was like, We record in an hour. There is no time to change this out. <laughs> So
2: very cool. And speaking of the Roach Coach podcast, you guys are coming up on episode 100. Uh, you've got 90. Well, 99 will have been out by now. And then uh, next week will be episode 100. And congratulations, man. I know how hard it is to get a podcast going and keep it going up until episode 100. So congratulations.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you. It's uh, it's a big moment for us. We're all very excited. And uh, it's it is kind of nuts to look back and, and realize that we have. I mean, hours and hours of us talking about new metal albums and i yeah it's crazy but it's been super fun and we've got this incredible you know incredible listenership who is always commenting and telling us albums to do and everything i mean it's funny we you know it was like can we do 100 yep oh now we got enough i mean we can do 200 um it's it's uh it's it's (laughs) We've got the albums, so we just have to hope that we can uh, keep our sanity. But uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, and uh, we have not. Everyone's guessing what we're gonna do for episode one hundred, um, and all we're gonna say is it's a big record. It's a big one. It's all we're saying. So, Huge. Is that first corn album in yet? It is still not in the canon. Besides, right. blind and shoots and ladders might need to revisit that sometime, right? <laughs> Uh, you know what? We haven't, we haven't talked about too much. The only, uh, appeal that we've ever heard was, uh, one of our listeners, Alan, uh, wanted us to listen to Twist by Korn and consider that because we had not inducted it when we did Life is Peachy. And so when we did our live episode for Follow the Leader, we listened to it again. And uh, the other thing was that we referenced it every episode, uh, after we heard it and so it became something of a touchstone corn doesn't live every show and it's it sort of just wormed its way back into our hearts and we said you know what twist it's in the canon so so maybe you know what i don't want to make any promises i don't want to make any promises because i know that's what everybody wants they say hey they just got we just got to wear them down there uh there is currently no plans to do any sort of Album appeal. I mean, for one, we've got enough new albums to, to go through. I got I got a long list of hundred and fifty plus albums that people have recommended recommended or that I've found um, uh, over the past uh, two years now that we've been doing the show. So, uh, yeah, not really looking to to go backwards just yet.
2: And if I remember correctly, there's nothing off the first Primer album that made it in the canon, right? Correct. I think you. I think you're wrong on that one. <laughs> I think. I think if I was to put my appeal in, it would be for loose. Uh huh. The big fuck you. Set it off. And it, yeah, at least those three. You know, you got you got Jarred from Head PE on there. Well, you got the yeah. they got the scratching. You got turntables. And if if I think of like quintessential new metal, it has to be those three songs.
3: I think. Uh, and I, you know, it's that was. God, that was well. Come next week, that'll have been seventy five episodes ago because it was episode twenty five. Um, I uh, I think with that album, I think our main issue was that it was. I think we said it was new metal to a fault. It was so aggressively new metal, but also seemed to be cribbing from a lot of places and. I, I I know that, like, there was stuff we definitely enjoyed listening to it, but there was nothing in it that felt definitely essential. I think, if I were to go out on a limb, I think our issue was also with the lead singer. We weren't in love with him. So, but, you know, um, you know, I mean, th- this is the thing, it's, it's always a controversial take. I mean, we've got people, you know, we asked everybody to, like, write in to uh, write in for lead up to the episode 100 with thoughts on you know favorite episodes you know things they agree with things they disagree with albums they want us to do and and everybody writes in and says they love the show don't always agree that's the thing i always say don't always agree and the thing is that we only get a couple really passionate push pushbacks besides the corn right album that we didn't induct so uh, you know i'm i'm always kind of curious what other ones i mean i know oh i know the other one the other one that we got a lot of pushback on was uh the fact that we put the second cold chamber album in uh that one a lot of people were not thrilled about i mean a lot of people weren't thrilled that we put the first cold chamber album in so you know it's uh it's uh it's controversial every app we're gonna push somebody's buttons every time
2: which is good though. I mean that's what you need to do and that's what uh what people keep coming back for and and uh you know you don't want to listen to a podcast that's all, you know, uh hearts and rainbows all the time. You want to have a little uh conflict Absolutely. there with your with your passions and yeah. so, and sometimes I uh you know you guys look get a little too excited about disturbed and I have to my <laughs> eyes roll so far back in my head. You know, it's I don't even know how I continue to work that day but for the most part you guys uh, you guys get it right you know occasionally you'll get it wrong by putting you know uh, some albums in and some albums not but I think for the most part man you know at the end of the day it's a fun podcast about new metal and uh, you know obviously can't be taken too seriously right but I will say that I have seen some fans of the show. Get a little too <laughs> too excited <laughs> on the on your Facebook page and go a little too crazy and get a little too uh you know too too over uh, over indulgent on on um, episodes that you guys do and
3: get a little too excited. You know what I mean? It's the passion. We love the passion. It's it's part and parcel with what we do. I mean, that's also the thing with music is that people get super excited about bands they love and bands they hate. And you can't, uh, you can't really quantify that. And I mean, I don't even think that applies to I mean, you can love a movie, you can hate a movie, but it's I don't know, like music, I've always felt is more inherently personal. So that is sort of the danger of the show, too. (laughs) If you want to look at it that way is that we are inherently going to be talking about, you know, albums that somebody heard at this specific time in their life and doesn't matter what these three dummies have to say it's the best thing it's ever fucking happened and you know that's that's fine it's gonna happen I mean I uh my favorite band is Sloan which is this Canadian band and I once read a review when I was in college uh that I don't know if it was the beginning of the review or the middle of it but the line was Sloan is no one's favorite band and I felt personally <laughs> attacked. I was like, ah, they're, oh, they're going for me. And I wrote like this screed in like WordPad that I was like <sighs> going to transfer over. And then I wrote it out and I was like, this is the dumbest thing. I can't send this. But also, I didn't know where to send it. I went to the website and I was like, what am I going to send this to the guy's editor? Like, what is going to happen with this? And I like talked myself down. Um, but yeah. So I know, I know where everybody's coming from. I understand it all. And, you know, my co-host Jenny, she has set a tone, which everyone has adhered to, which is amazing, which is respectful disagreement, you know, disagree, just be respectful about it. And we have, I have to say, like, I mean, we have some flip outs every now and again, but it's a very cool, welcoming, fine comment section, which is a rarity. So, yeah.
2: It is a rarity, and make sure you guys to go and check out Roach Coach Podcast, and that's Coach with a K, and uh, they get it on all of your fine pod podcatchers, uh, or was it, gabbermedia.com? Is that where it's located if you want to go online?
3: Yeah, gabbermedia.com slash Roach Coach, yeah. So yeah, you can find every single episode there. Very
2: cool. And I do need to talk about middlenexusnet's ticket giveaway. Um, they're giving away tickets to Incarceration Fest. Have you heard of Incarceration Fest there, Lauren? I have not, but... Please go on. All right. Incarceration Fest. Actually, I I, I want to go to this so bad. It's in uh, it's in Mansfield, Ohio, at the prison that they shot Shawshank Redemption at. Whoa. So, but uh, it's a three-day festival of music and tattoos. Uh, Friday, Rise Against, A Day to Remember of Mice and Men, Life of Agony, Bad Omens. Uh, Saturday is Bush, Our Lady Peace, Living Color Fuel, Alien Ant Farm, uh, a couple other bands. And then Sunday, Black Label Society, Clutch, Hatebreed, Suicidal Tendency, Seven Dust, Corrosion Conformity, Soil, and uh, a couple other bands there. Uh, head over to Metal Nexus's Facebook page. Here's, here's how you enter the ticket giveaway. Uh, one, go to the Facebook page and like it. Two, share this article, which is a pinned post on our Facebook page, and make sure it's public. Three, answer the following two questions in a comment on the pin post on our Facebook page. It's a lot of directions. It is. Uh, the first question is, what band are you most looking forward to see at Incarceration Fest? And what non-headlining bands would you like to see on next year's lineup? Uh, we will select a random winner that has completed all of the above. Good luck. The winner will be announced on May 1st. So, yeah, if you want a couple of tickets to Incarceration Fest in Mansfield, Ohio head over to the Metal Nexus Facebook page and follow all those simple directions.
3: What are the dates for that?
2: July 13th, 14th, and 15th of 2018.
3: So who do you Mm. like? Who's your pick? If you were to enter this contest, who's your pick?
2: Uh I if I was to go to Inc. Carceration Fest, uh the the Sunday was the day that I wanted to go to really bad. Um that's the Black Label Society, Clutch, Hate Suicidal Tendency, Seven Dust Day. Um of those bands, I mean, I've seen a lot of them already. Uh I'm I'm digging the new Seven Dust stuff. I know they're they're big on your show. And um I think that uh I would love to see Seven Dust on this on this day. So yeah, I think Seven Dust, and then what band non non headlining band would I like to see next year? Uh, you know, um, Limp Biscuit. How about that?
3: Good choice.
2: Limp Biscuit, stained on the same day.
3: No, oh, damn. One, <laughs> you're getting stained back together. This is a doubly there ambitious ass. Oh man. Yeah, I I think for me, uh, I got to go Bush on Saturday, man. Those first two records are just so good, so I've always I put that one way up there. Although I do I do agree with you, the new Seven Dust stuff is uh, very good. Um, and for non-headlining band for next year, call up Filter, baby! They're putting a new record <laughs> together right now. Get them up there, oh Filter! They're, it's a reuniting. It's, a, it's the original lineup. Are
2: Filter fans like clamoring for a an original lineup uh, show?
3: Like is that uh, a thing? Um, basically, what it, if I'm understanding the timeline of it? Uh, Richard Patrick and Brian gang went to a Veruca Salt show and just were hanging out and took a bunch of pictures and selfies together and posted them on their their respective Instagrams. And everybody went nuts. And they were like, you want to see us do something together? And everyone's like, ah, fuck yes. And so they have been recording, except uh, they live, I think, they don't live near each other. So they've been recording or just collaborating over Skype and what have you. But they are like Richard Patrick's posting like updates all the time. And then people were like, you know, why do you always, you know, change like, you know, every filter album seems to now have like a different lineup or a different bunch of people. And he I I liked it. He gave like this Q&A, like his own Q&A. And he's like artistic expression, artistic integrity. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's fair. All right. So yeah, so I I mean I don't know if it's a whole album, but it se- the indication seems to be it'll be a whole album uh with the two of them recording together. But I believe he's still retaining his touring band. Um so who played on the last record which I don't know I I don't know. That, are you a Filter fan? No. no. Not
2: that I n- no, it's not something no. I would uh you know, it's not something I'm clamoring to see. I did see Filter Open for White Zombie in like 96. <laughs> so oh, wow. that that counts okay. for something, right? And they yeah. were definitely on their first album tour. So I would have seen that lineup, I believe.
3: Yeah, he's had... I think the, the, the longest he had the same lineup was their second album. The third album was the same lineup. Mm-hmm. And then that dissolved. He went and did that Army of Anyone thing with the DeLeo brothers and Ray from Korn, pre-Korn. And, uh. Uh, and then that sort of flopped even though it's a good record and then he went back to filter they went back to stp and uh and then yeah and then since then he's sort of had he'll have like some collaborators in and out but um yeah but it, the, the lineup i have to say the, the the last filter record was probably their best one since since the early 2000s i mean just really killer stuff
2: all right, let's get into one more thing before we get into Rob Rivera's pick from the kit, and that is Scott Bowling's show, Good Company with Bowling, uh, proud sponsor of the show and good friend of mine. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Good Company with Bowling, make sure to head over to YouTube and type in uh, Good Company with Bowling. Check out my good friend Scott Bowling and uh, all of his interviews, man. if you Have you checked out Good Company with Bowling yet?
3: Yeah. I have. I have. Yeah. He's he very puts good. on such a
2: such a pro shot show, man. It's like oh, for yeah. someone doing something out of their house, you know, that's a lot of money and uh, a lot of uh, you know just great shots, great questions, and uh, you know great interviews with Head from Corn, uh, the guys from uh, Seven Dust, Lejean Witherspoon, and Clint Lowry, uh, Corey Lowry of Stuck Mojo fame, and then uh, he's got upcoming episodes with uh, Rich Ward of Fozzy, uh Sonny from Pod. Uh, he just announced Eddie Trunk's gonna go down to his house and do an episode, which I think oh, is crazy. Wow. And so yeah, man, a lot of good stuff going over there with uh with good company with bowling. Scott uh what is it, ScottGoodcompany.com, or just check it out on YouTube and uh I believe his his interview with Head, I believe, is like up to like a hundred and ten thousand views or something crazy. So uh so yeah, make sure to check him out and let him know that the Talk To Me podcast sent you. All right, and guys, and let's check out uh, Rob Rivera of Nonpoints pick from the kit. And then get into my conversation with Max Cavalera.
4: What is up, everybody? I'm coming at you from Destin, Florida. This is Rob Rivera from the band Nonpoint. And this is my weekly segment here on the Talk To Me podcast. Uh, Rob's pick from the kit. Uh, Before we get to the pick, I am going to uh, let you know that this Wednesday in Dallas, Texas, at the Canton Hall, we start our Kings and Queens tour uh, it's going to be a two-month run, and we are doing it with our friends in Butcher Babies, Kane Hill, and Sumo Psycho. That's one of the best packages I think we've ever put together. We're very excited. Since we've never toured with any of these bands in the States, uh, we did a tour of Sumo Psycho in Europe, and they're just like the sweetest people. Please come early to all these shows, as all these shows start really early. Uh, the headliner on most nights, uh, which means, well, not headliner, but whoever closes the show, it's a co-headline tour with us and Butcher Babies. And uh, we flip-flop uh, nights, you know, so we, they, we start the first night, and do the next night, and so forth. Some nights they do two nights in a row, some nights we do two nights in a row. So, anyway, check the website, uh, nonpoint.com, for all tickets, and go to nonpointstore.com to get all VIP info. Um, the song of the week this week comes uh, from the band Sepultura, the song Mass Hypnosis. This was my my favorite Sabbath album. Uh, It was the first one I ever heard. Um, There was something just different about it, and it didn't sound like anybody out there at that time. And it came out at a really, really good time. Uh, It really helped uh, kind of reestablish heavy music again. And I got to see this lineup on this record in Brockton, Massachusetts, a place called Derringers. I cannot remember who was on the bill. I believe it may have been Obituary and Sadus. West Sepultura, or it could have been Sacred Reich, I, I really don't remember, I know I saw Sacred Reich, Fourth Sanctuary, and Satis, and Obituary, and Sepultura there, but I don't know what, what the package was, but I did see Sepultura there, and they gave us a huge shout out, they said, uh, this is a shout out to all the, all the guys here from Puerto Rico, which is awesome, I got to meet Max after the show, I was like, I uh, got 20 years old when I met Max for the first time. Really, really cool band. Uh, The record is just amazing. Uh, It still, I think, holds up today. So, check this out. Mass Hypnosis.
0: Days we've been driving for two days. We had a wedding on Saturday. My son got married. Yeah, Igor. And then on a Sunday we start driving. And nice. we Just got here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and you actually, you know, not to be the weather guy, but the, yesterday
2: was terrible. Today is actually pretty nice out. So you missed uh, the this, this like crazy. It snowed like two days ago. I don't even know how this happens.
0: It's on our contract. We have, we have to have good weather, or we I, don't play.
2: you bring the the Amazon <laughs> with you, you know?
0: Yeah, Nairo and the Amazon together—it's going to be <laughs> wild. It's fantastic, man.
2: Well, Max Hevler, thanks for taking the time, and uh, it's honor, pleasure to have you on the podcast for a third time. You know,
0: how you been? Good, good, good to be here again, and uh, yeah, you know, ready for another run, another tour, man. New records are getting ready i'm I'm excited you know it's um feeling good about stuff you know i think it's uh it's gonna be a good year
2: yeah so how's the new album coming along is it done yet is it ready to ready to pop
0: it's getting there yeah you know it's it's a process because it's a really cool record and i I spent a lot of time on it from the creation to the actual recording which Mm -hmm. was josh wilbur yeah we went to la and I went to this uh, studio called Hybrid and um, it was really cool. And I wrote everything and it, it, it came out really good. I'm really pumped. You know, we have like this awesome um, vibe going on. It's kind of like I've been kind of saying that in some of the people that have asked me what the album is like. And i kind of, for me, it's kind of a, I kind of nickname it Tribal mm-hmm. Trash because it has the, we brought back the tribal elements, yeah. but we we didn't give up the trash and yeah. the death metal, trash metal that we love. You know, that was on records like the Last Cavalera and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Archangel and Slave. But it's a mix, so we got the tribal stuff combined with the trash stuff. So it's tribal death trash. You know, <laughs> tribal death trash. It's pretty cool. I Like it. It's a. Uh, Josh did a great job, man. He's, uh, he's an amazing producer, and he really stepped it up for us. We're just now getting the last things getting done, uh, you know, details, artwork, things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and mixing, you know, like Josh is on the middle of mixing right now.
1: Yeah.
0: I couldn't finish the vocals so you had to fly to my house to finish so i finished two vocals in my house which is cool nice yeah it's nice to
2: sleep in your own bed yeah you know i recorded (laughs) in my
0: my kids room yeah we did vocals so now forever i get to look at and my my room my kids were like oh i record two songs here this is cool you know it's it's
2: similar to like the the nail bomb experience you know yeah
0: josh said he could do it he's done it before with (laughs) some other bands including lamb of god and i was like really it's like yeah, just bring everything with me, yeah. all the equipment that I need. You just need a couple blankets, and we're good. Yeah. And I trust him, and uh, you cannot tell the difference. You know, we could have just do it everything in my house. <laughs> but yeah, it came out really cool, man. Uh, musicians are great. Uh, Rizzo is fantastic as always. Like I know You can't what, go wrong with what, Rizzo. What, what can I say? You know, <laughs> he did. Uh, there's a song called Ritual, which it should be the first song. <laughs> And it's really the, To me The closest thing To something like Primitive Or Eye for an Eye nice. Or Roots You know It's like a We're very tribal Man amazing And we have a couple of Navajo chants in it That mm-hmm. are recorded in, in, the, in the Tuba City With the Navajo okay. Indians Man So cool uh, And then Rizzo did an intro That reminded me A little bit of Prophecy okay. So it's, you got all that All those vibes <laughs> in there You know um, So We're very excited We're hoping We're um, hoping Uh, at some point I think during this tour we're gonna try to dig once we can't do it tonight
1: because
0: the tour just started and we haven't we're not ready but eventually at some point we we like to play there's a song called Demonize that might be cool to play live uh, or The Summoning that's another really cool song um so yeah I'm very happy with the record I think Nuclear Blast is gonna try to do a cool campaign about it Mm -hmm. you know um I'm just excited because I'm, I'm coming out of a Cavalera record a lot of people like it. Yeah. And I feel that this Soulfly record is even beyond that in my opinion. You know, it's like we took it to another level. <laughs> um, it's brutal but tribal at the same yeah. time which is great because I miss that tribal element, you know. I was listening to my stuff and I was like, "This stuff cool cool. We need more of that." So, we brought think, it back.
2: I think I can agree with that. I think the last few records, that some of the stuff that's you know, there's a little bit there, but it's not. You know, like when you think Max Cavalera, Soulfly, you think it's tribal, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, but it's not so that. easy to do it, man. Like right. to do it good, you know. Right. Like I mean, you can do a generic one, but I'm not satisfied with generic and for me it's got to be awesome authentic mm-hmm. you know and uh the, the two songs that are very tribal on the record is the ritual and by the bullet and they both came out really cool and uh they both have really um really powerful drumming percussion on top of it mm-hmm. with some really heavy grooves and then a lot of it it's like really uh the kind of death trash stuff that I always love that's kind of extreme metal I listen to all the time you know so it's like it's a good combination of all different um, styles on the record but it flows really good yeah the one thing
2: I I listened to an interview you did with Ryan J. Downey um, a while back um, and you talked about your mother's religion um, and I've got it written down and I'm going to butcher at the is that close? Yeah. Um, and he played on the interview he actually played some cantomblé type type music and and i was like wow now that i i kind of heard it more like maybe kind of what influenced you to bring some of those instruments into you know early recordings
0: yeah the cantomblé is cool i love i love the uh, i love the religion it's like it's african mixed with uh, uh catholic saints and um all together like really um it's, it's just wild Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid I used to go to rituals as probably you heard it In the interview Yeah Um We see all the rituals And A lot of drumming You know They do a lot of Congas drumming And stuff like that They go into Trance with the drumming You know And it goes over all night
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um And I've been like Really into that stuff For a long time and, and I mean I put it here and there Kind of like Little by little You know uh, Archangel The inside of the record mm-hmm. Had Um Uh, Canoblé picture was a guy with a bow and arrow Uh, his name is Oshosi. you know he's one of the Saints Um, this year in the Canoblé religion is the year of justice you know so it's like uh, it's more the year of Shango he's like the saint of uh, uh, thunderstorm fire Hammers mm-hmm. Very metal It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's,
1: awesome. it's, it's,
0: it's kind of like A metal world I, yeah. always, you know, I always wanted to do Like a whole record Of that You know Like I don't know I was still gonna do it I gotta go to Brazil To do it yeah. But with all the the, the call You know The Orishas are All the okay. entities You know Um. But yeah It's always been A little bit part of, of You know Soulfly One Has a hidden track Sultão das Matas mm-hmm. In the end of the record Not a lot of people knew um, I got it At that time, they didn't really care much for all the, you know. Now, they have much more like, oh, you got to watch out what you put on the record, you know. Uh, Back then, it didn't (laughs) care. But anyway, it was my mom's recording, anyway, from one of her sessions. So, it wouldn't be any trouble anyway, you know. But I thought it was cool to have that in the end of the record. If people want to have a little bit of they just go to the end of the Soulfly one record. Mm -hmm. And the song is there, you know. It's, It's a total ritualistic drumming sounding of the candomblé. right
2: uh well that actually leads us into you know 2018 being the 20th anniversary of the first soulfly album of soulfly you know what uh what do you kind of take away from the last 20 years of this band
0: just a, like amazing journey i mean yeah. it's it's uh, crazy that's been that long you know for <laughs> me it's insane it's just kind of like unreal a little bit you know and so much music you know yeah um. Sometimes I I, I think I, I should have slowed down a little bit, but on the other hand, it's kind of cool to have all this music. You know, it's like a like like a big encyclopedia yeah. of music. You know, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm I think Soulfly has always been really cool. Like always, kind of yeah, changing a little bit. You know, from some from album to album, from
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of bringing different stuff but always with the same um, vibe from the you know passion it is really passionate music I make so fly you know so actually when I, when I entered the studio to record the new record I, I actually we actually listened to a lot of the first album mm-hmm. in the studio to kind of like oh this is cool maybe we can come up with something similar so we did some of the songs has the kind of vibe of the first record um, and, uh, I'm we are planning to add some songs on this tour stuff like bomba clot uh, fire mm-hmm. you know uh, maybe Quilombo, uh bleed you know stuff it'd be great if you can play a lot of the other songs from the first record um songs remains insane and all that you know because it was a cool record and I mean we got we only got one hour to play so it's gotta, we have to really Mesh it all up Yeah That's gotta be tough stuff, yeah, yeah Fans wants to hear Prophecy mm-hmm. Primitive You know The big songs And we got the stuff That I like Like Bloodfire Fire, War, Hate mm-hmm. And Carving Side You know A lot of stuff Dark Ages Was yeah. one of my favorite records oh, yeah. You know So I wanna play like Frontlines You know I wanna play Arise Again You know Bleak Um So you have to find a way To To Um mix it up, but we, we I think tonight will be really cool, we have kind of a mix, a really cool mix, a little bit of every record, um, but yeah, it should be good, you know, the but I like to add more of the first record as the tour goes mm-hmm. by. Yeah, definitely, with the,
2: you know, it being the 20th anniversary and, and looking back on that album, I mean, the one thing that, you know, is obviously your, your departure from your previous band, we'll just call it that, and then coming out, but I mean, you also had so many great guests on that album too, where did the idea to get so many guests on that album come from?
0: Uh, well, it came from, uh, we, I always liked that idea of mm-hmm. uh, ha- having people involved. Um, people don't know, don't know this, but we had guests on uh, uh, Schizophrenia. was the first record we had guests. We had like a, a guy from a band called Chacal from Brazil who helped me with a song called To the Wall.
4: Okay.
0: Um, and then Kelly from Atheist wrote some stuff for Beneath the Remains. Um, we have Jello Biafra, of course, on on uh, Chaos. You know, we had Mike Patton on Roots, and so like one was great. Like we have like really close with the Deftones, so it was mm-hmm. really cool to get Chino involved in First Commandment, and then we had we were good friends with Benji, and so we ended up doing stuff on Kilombo and uh, Prejudice, mm-hmm. which was great. Some of the stuff was was produced by Mario Caldato, the Beastie Boys producer. Mm-hmm. You know, he did Wabara Uma. We had Fred Durst on Bleed, which was a great song about Dana. Um, we had all the percussion guys from Brazil, from Nassau Zumbi, mm-hmm. the Slave Drums. That record was wild, man. <laughs> you know, it was like... I mean, Primitive had more guests, even. Yeah. But Soulfly One, I think it was just like the right amount mm-hmm. of guests, you know. Yeah, Primitive, some, some people... Uh, complain there's too many guests. You know, I, I don't see it like that. I, I, I really see it like it was quite of, quite of um, uh, I guess like a, a challenging kind of record mm-hmm. to make it like that. You know, we don't do that anymore. We now we we get down to about two guests on each record, which is kind of cool. But for the time was was, every, everybody we asked said yes, so we just kept rolling you know we asked tom mariah he said yeah we asked sean lennon he said yes yeah the sean lennon song was great uh, we was asked fun. gino again and grady and say yes you know uh we had the artist of bob Marley doing the cover neville garrick we had the percussionist larry mcdonald that play mm-hmm. with bob marley um so yeah it was another wild ride you know all these <laughs> right? all these uh, guys in a came out good I don't I mean Primitive is really successful it's, it's, it's a gold record in the States and you know, when we used to sell records you right, know right. remember those days <laughs> yeah, Right.
2: <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore uh, that's what I was thinking uh, when you were talking about uh, was it Arch- Archangel that had the fold out and I'm like I've never seen that <laughs> yeah like, well that's a, that's a vinyl version yeah right was, yeah. That was, uh, what, what do you think about that what do you think about the you know resurgence of people buying vinyl again but also you know iTunes maybe not selling MP3s anymore
0: I think vinyl is great. I love vinyl, and I think there's. I wrote this thing. This guy wanted me to write. Has like he was doing like a thing about album covers, especially on vinyl. The album cover is real big. Oh yeah. It's really meaningful, you know, and I kind of call it the the ritual, which is all goes into kind of a ritual. You you grab the album, you smell it, you take (laughs) it out, you put you put the vinyl on the turntable, you put the needle in. Then you grab the lyrics And then you You dive into the lyrics And then you dive into the cover The right. back cover oh, yeah You spend like hours I mean so many of my time I've spent Dissecting album covers mm-hmm. Inside of records and, and then you go look at the, the, the thanks list of the bands They like And the, yeah. you go See check out All those wearing, bands yeah. What shirts they're wearing Blah 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 The whole Nine yard You know So You know like uh, The Spotify world doesn't really have that or band camp which mm-hmm. i really like you know like i get to discover a lot of bands uh, with that but uh when i like something i like to have the uh physical, physical program, yeah. F- yeah you know like but like batuska i like the record a lot so uh, i was really glad i got to meet them on a festival they gave me a bunch of special edition uh made out of wood because uh the one had even a cassette on it. I've <laughs> right. like, never seen a cassette of a band in like a thousand years, man. You know, so that was really cool. So I love that labels do that. You know, and uh, we've been pretty lucky. The Soulfly stuff has came out come out on vinyl. Uh, a lot of the Sepultura came out on vinyl. A lot of uh, uh, Nail Bombs on vinyl. Killer is on vinyl. Cavalera is mm-hmm. on vinyl. So. I love that. I love that they still making those, you know.
2: Oh yeah, some of my first records are like, you know, Gene Simmons solo album, and just just having that huge, you know, picture of him, and just you know, even after you're done with it, you can put it on your wall as a memento, yeah, it's and so you, great. you know, it's just yeah, like dissecting even, um, getting into the the cover of Arise Rise and trying to find all the
0: little things in the in that. Uh, that's one thing I really love. Yeah. And that's what I like to work with artists like we have working now, Eliran Cantor that did Archangel he did Testament and Haybreed, mm-hmm. um, Sodom, and um, Venom Prison. He's a great artist, Incantation. And he has, like, I was working on the cover with him, so I was like adding for like, put a fortress behind the guy, <laughs> but go in the details on the fortress, and then he put a monster near the fortress. So it's like, you can spend hours on yeah. that you know I like those little details like the old Iron Maiden album cover. you mm-hmm. see the little guys on the window right, you know right. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a guy on <laughs> the <a> freaking window <laughs> man that's cool and you gotta
2: try to figure out why is he in this window yeah. and all that stuff and yet. you
0: just go into another dimension <laughs> but
2: then you also get around to you know if you're not if you're not fortunate to have a good artist you know you can have also a pretty you know, crappy album cover Yeah, but those are, are cool too <laughs> <laughs> those are, <you> know. <laughs> Some of those early, early heavy metal records well, We with the, got
0: we had some, a couple of those, you know Like Bachelor Devastation yeah. was pretty bad, you know yeah. Marv Vision was kind of bad It was a guy that did spray paint in, in uh, cars, graffiti in cars I can so see that we, So the whole record is full of uh, spray, uh, graffiti kind of, kind of art, you know And one uh, cover I never liked was the Killer BQ uh, I never liked that cover To no. me it's really dumb <laughs> um, We had a couple other ideas We, we wanted to work with and I don't know why we didn't do it uh, We had this, uh, this picture of a tank that, that Greg had it I don't know We ended up going for that So I told them this time I'm going to be heavily involved <laughs> on the cover We're going to get a good freaking cover Because I love the last Caballero cover yeah. the, the tribal guy mm-hmm. I thought that came out really good the new Soulfly is going to be badass, you know, so, um, I love album covers. I'm one of those guys that I, I, I get very involved in, in nice. album cover.
2: How, how hard was it for you to find albums growing up in Brazil, in Belo Horizonte and all that, like, how,
0: how hard was it to actually physically get your hands on, you know, early metal? Well, we couldn't really buy the imported versions, I mean, you could, but it was very expensive, so what we used to do is, like, um, We had a group of four or five people. We all put our monies together. um, And then one of us would go to Sao Paulo. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And buy the... Whatever you saw that was brand new that just came out. So he would come back with like Voivod, Slayer, Creator, um, Hellhammer, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that was kind of the way. But we also bought cassettes. And that was cool because we had cassettes of... I had a cassette that had... um, it was Hellhammer in one side and then Discharge okay. on the other side, and I didn't know at the time that there was a, even a division between <laughs> those sides. So I love both of them. Right. Like to me, they're all in the oh, yeah cut from the same cloth. Later I found out. Well, one is hardcore, the other one is like black metal. You know, they right. don't they don't even mix. You know, but the brutality is the same on all of them you know yeah the spirit's pretty much the same
2: i think that's that's the same with a lot of music i mean growing up you know listening to not only you know biohazard but i was also into the
0: melvins and you know but there was all
2: there was all aggression there to me you know in, yeah. in every form it's not necessarily
0: and then later there was the beat crossover right
2: when
1: mm-hmm.
2: he... yeah right well, that's what uh, I was talking uh, about. I, I told you I interviewed Head earlier, and I was like, I was like, the first Corn album to me was the culmination of so much stuff, like, like Helmet and Biohazard and and in Faith No More and all those bands. Like when when that first Corn album came out, man, it, it blew my mind.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff and a yeah. lot of good riffs. Yeah, I uh, always liked the, the heavy riffs. You know, Head writes really good had heavy riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, yeah, so it, and you're right. There's a I mean, if you you listen to, like, early Biohazard, it's amazing, like, Urban Discipline Mm -hmm. is an amazing record, you know, or Helmet, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, in the meantime, it's an amazing freaking record, Um, um, or Fade No More, of course, you know, great band, like, very, very diverse kind of band, Um, Rage Against the Machine, it was Mm -hmm. kind of like that time, you know, that the whole era was cool um I glad, i'm glad i got to be part of that and i got to play with with most of those bands and got to meet them it was, it was really cool yeah it was cool to to think that you know you were an
2: influence on them and then they turned around and kind of influenced you know and were an influence on you too at the well, same
0: time was, that's kind of like how you're supposed to be I yeah. think, you know and I, i'm still like that today like i get influenced by the new bands like you know full of hell and mm-hmm. nails and Power Trip, you know, they influenced me, now even the newer generation, you know, Genocide Pact and Home Homewrecker, um, and, uh, you know, like Yusa and Seven Sisters of Sleep, um, you know, I get influenced by a lot of that, and then they are influenced by a lot of stuff I did too, so it gets, it goes around, comes around type <laughs> thing, it's cool, man, you know, <laughs> right. I, nothing wrong with that, you know, I think that's uh, that's actually the beauty of it, you know.
2: Um, Head back to this first Soulfly album and the tours you guys did on that, I'm trying to put it in my brain, I think the two times I saw you on that, on that cycle was Soulfly, Neurosis, Hatebreed, and... Yeah, and, what a package, right? Right? I think Neurosis got to play four songs, if I remember correctly, you know, just because they're all 10-minute songs. Yeah. But man, we got... Hatebreed probably played 30, you know, Neurosis played four. But yeah, what a, what a time.
0: We had some crazy, crazy package back then. We had one that was actually even Incubus and System of a Down. Nice. It was, it was, it was opening for us, and those bands all became... <laughs> Huge, you know, um, but yeah, it was a good time, you know, like a lot of cool packages. We did some stuff with Snot, we had B. Um, was that the
2: uh, the was Pantera also on that, or was it the Pantera Soulfly
0: Nothing
1: Face Morbid Angel? Yeah, was
2: that on that tour? It was was it the first
1: album around,
0: around that time? I think, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: might be a little bit later, might be I think it that might have been a 01. Maybe towards the end of the first record, like mm-hmm. when we started working for second record,
2: right? Yeah, I mean that's the, the tours back then were just like. So far, I just came out with such a huge like push, you know. Like it just seemed like it was a a tidal wave of of uh, you know this is what's happening now.
0: And it was cool. I mean, like to me, it's, I just love metal in general, mm-hmm. and, and I get excited for. Um, doesn't really matter how big it is to me, you know. Like that doesn't really. Mean much, you know. Um, to me, it's more about the attitude and what you're doing with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, so, like, to me, this two with Nio is huge because I think it's like this, there's those are two great bands together with a big history behind. You know, nio has been around since '93, mm-hmm. '94. You know, they're commemorating 20 years of, of catacombs, you know, and we commemorate 20 years of first soul flight like it's supposed to be like that you mm-hmm. know so i get excited for things like 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 this tour and uh, the one we just did an album we went to canada for like 17 shows in canada how was that by the way amazing yeah like little cities they never seen a tour bus <laughs> they're like a the tour bus this is amazing they're taking pictures of the tour bus and um very underground you know mm-hmm. some of these places didn't have a stage. <laughs> Didn't have drum riser That's what You were
2: saying you wanted it for that
0: tour though, very, was very punk small, rock. intimate. It was you punk, know, like rock.
2: In punk rock. It was
0: punk rock, and we embraced it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, a. you know, instead of complaining there was no stage, like, no, hell yeah, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be great. When was the last time I played without stage? <laughs> 20- <laughs> 30 years ago, right. man, you know, back in Brazil. <laughs> so that was great, you know. It was like those 90s hardcore shows where the bands were set up in front of the stage instead of being yeah, on the stage. Yeah, well, I go to shows like that in Phoenix, yeah. you know, Genocide to play, I went to their show, and it's total underground like that, but it's like, the vibe is amazing, you know. <laughs> what you get from those shows, like, you don't get anywhere else, you know, and uh, so we decided to do it, man, and Bomb was fully underground. I mean, this one's going to be a little bigger, this tour. Because both bands are pretty popular. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're playing some bigger venues, but it still should be real fun. And, you uh, know, uh, I'm hoping that we can do something together also in the end of the set, like a song together, because I always loved that one. Like, we you know, we did with, with Suffocation and mm-hmm. Battlecross. We did or, uh, Ace of Spades. Okay. And then with Full of Hell and... Uh, Immolation we did black metal. Oh nice. You know. I would love to have something to do with the Nile guys. That's big something like power slave or something, you know. (laughs) We like or or like metal gods or Yeah, absolutely. Stand up and shout or something. (laughs) (laughs) So with this tour being
2: co headlining, is it are you flip flopping closers or you are you I I wish.
0: Yeah. But the booking agents say we have to close every night. Um uh to me it doesn't matter really like i'm not vain at all like i don't have a big head at all Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't care if we open if if we open every night it it wouldn't matter to me you know
1: yeah
0: i probably would have liked that better um but that's how that's the way they're they're set up but i think we'll play at the same time which is great you know um but i'm super excited those two two real good bands together and then you have the locals so should be a really cool, fun tour for everybody, you know. Is this, um, you know, doing a, a Soulfly tour and then
2: doing Soulfly Plays Nail Bomb and then doing yeah. Killer Be Killed and Cavalier Conspir- is it just that just keep it fresh for you? Or would, would playing just be, being Soulfly every day, would that get stale to you after time? Or, or is this just, you know, something you want to do?
0: Well, it's kind of like I got used to the, the idea of, of um, juggling different stuff and going from one to the other and then writing different records for it um, that it's kind of it feels normal to Mm me I think for maybe for other musicians it would be weird some some musicians only have one band and they only concentrate in one band there's nothing wrong with that that's cool that's but to me it was just like I would wouldn't I'm, I'm such like kind of a wild guy that I like to try all different stuff that I like having all these um, all these uh, ways of expressing myself Killer Be Kill
1: mm-hmm.
0: Caballera The Return to Roots Nail Bomb Soul fly. it keeps it cool man it keeps it interesting and you have to re- you really have to stretch out to make them different too, <laughs> right. you know? like the Killer Be Kill for me was an amazing record because of that because um, I think I proved to myself I can do something also different from everything else I've done. And it, and it was fun, you know, and, and it came out really cool, you know, really good. It was funny that Killer Be
2: Killed album kind of just passed me by, and then within the last week or so, I actually sat down and really listened to it, like headphones in, listened to it. And it's probably one of my favorite things you've done in a long time. Yeah. But it's because so. it's it's so different. It's, you know, the, all the different voices and, and things like that. It's like this, the
0: in the paper shouldn't work right you know like yeah. logistically those voices shouldn't work this band shouldn't work <laughs> but it does work yeah. which is like really wild that's the wild part and we're so different from each other like me greg and troy couldn't be more different and couldn't play in more different mm-hmm. bands you know troy's in mastodon you know greg's in the linger skate playing which is like Bright. chaos you know, and I, I, I play with Soulfly But the three of us really are, are are good You know, we have some bond That, you know, connect us And when we get out there to do it It yeah. um, becomes amazing, man It's like, and the stuff is just really There's nothing really, really uh, Too much pre-taught it's, A lot of it is really instinct mm-hmm just comes out you know even how we picked our parts to sing it's all kind of like instinct like just pick that part that part would be good for you you know like we'll go, what Max you should sing on this part because this part sounds more like Mastodon so better if you sing it so it doesn't sound like Mastodon it right. sounds like something else um, I kind of like how we did uh, we kind of like already jamming a little bit for the for the new record and it came out really good I'm mm-hmm. really excited so I think we're gonna have some of that also hopefully in the near future you know
2: heart's working man in metal
0: yeah <laughs> gotta uh, keep gotta keep it busy
2: well um, let's go wrap it up with um obviously the new Soulfly album out probably this summer is what it looks like in the press releases um we're trying to get it out in August
0: okay um but we don't know it's not That's done second. yet oh, okay. right. so it's, it's it, it might be a little bit later maybe September but it is definitely coming out this year
2: all right, Max. Well, uh, 20th anniversary of the first Soulfly album, so let's finish this off with a track off of the first Soulfly album. Which uh, track would you like?
0: Let's go with "No." No, good The one. motherfucking hoodie and the blowfish.
2: <laughs> Still one of the best lines ever in metal. <laughs> All
0: right, thank you, Max. Thanks a lot, man. Ah!
3: Well, this is Howard Jones from Light the Torch, and you are listening to Talk to Me. Do it!
5: In my face, not the same. Why so backwards? Such a shame. All this race, lost my temper. With your fake now fucking two-faced. You screwed me over, but this time you will pay. Don't need no change, double aims for the credits. I will break you in case you forget it. I will find you. I will remind you. Next time I see you, I will fight you. Some advice, dude. Don't ever try to hide lies. You better think twice, fool. I'm to someone you can trust. If you can't trust them, they're not your friend.
2: Song you heard there was No by Soulfly, and then the uh follow up there was Snake by Front Street, who was uh recommended to me by our good friend Matt Carp over there at the uh New Metal Resurgence book. Which I, he- I hear the new one will be out soon, uh, and that will include uh, yours truly. So excited to hear that, and excited that uh, Matt said we needed to check this band out. A couple quick notes about Front Street, they're a Dutch rap metal band. From uh from from the Netherlands from the sleepy ghost town of Leystad, Ooh L L E L E L Y S T A D, Ooh. Uh, that album came out. Uh, that was off of um, Reality Check. That came out last September. Good stuff, man. I enjoyed them. And uh, their bio here says Front Street also supported platinum-selling American rap rockers Crazy Town at a show in the Dutch city of Tilburg in August of 2017. So that's always nice, right?
3: You always got to start somewhere.
2: <laughs> you get to open the Crazy, crazy Town show in Tilburg. That, I bet you that, that show was a banger. I
3: bet you that show was insane. Insane.
2: <laughs> it was a <laughs> sold-out crowd of uh, 200 people, and half of those people were members of Crazy Town. ha <laughs> ha <laughs> good times but yeah man uh, check out check out Front Street it was good times facebook.com slash Front Street Band or if you want to email them uh, info at frontstreet.band ooh they got okay. frontstreet.band okay so check them out man and uh, Matt's our good friend over there at the uh New metal resurgence book, which uh, which should be out soon. He uh, he posted a few photos of, I guess, the final draft, sending it off to the editor, and all that good stuff. Hopefully, get get him on the podcast soon to uh, to unveil the new book, and hopefully, give out maybe maybe give away a copy here or there, because I'm in a fucking book, and that's really fucking cool.
3: That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. I'll be getting myself a copy because I have my ever-growing library of new metal books. So, and I've got the first edition. <laughs> got to get my updated copy, man. Right, right. Yeah, I'd like to. I,
2: it was he actually sent me my chapter and to read about yourself because he wanted to make sure all the facts were true or whatever. You know, numbers here and there and things like that. Make sure it was factually correct. And uh, yeah, to to read about yourself is is pretty surreal, man. It's it's a it's a Different situation, I guess. I bet. I bet. Let's talk about the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Let me actually pull this up before I start talking too much about it. All right, the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, Saturday, August 25th at the Nashville Palace. You can get tickets at www.gofundme.com rock and pod 2018. And if you want to go, I would say get your tickets now, um, judging by the artists that they have yet to announce. I think this thing is going to sell out. I think it's going to be nuts. I think it's going to put Rockin' Pod 1 to shame. Uh, Rockin' Pod 2 is going to come back with a vengeance. You know, Not, not many times does does the sequel outdo the original. Um, I can only think of maybe like Back to the Future 2 is probably better than Back to the Future 1. I Whoa! Think this will, <laughs> hot take. Hot take. I think, I think this will be the Back to the Future 2 of uh, Rockin' Pod Expos.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: The people that were just announced, Toby Wright, producer extraordinaire, that's going to be nuts, getting to talk to him again. Hopefully, I'll be less intoxicated when I talk to him, so I'm not slurring my word like, Do you remember when you talked to Justice for
1: All?
2: (laughs) That is such a cool interview. Except for the fact that I cannot speak in that interview, <laughs> It's always good. I, I hope there are so many people out there that heard my show for the first time through that interview and just like this guy is a fucking can't even put two words together.
3: But uh, maybe I they just a, thought you were excited.
2: Uh, I don't know. It's pretty rough. Pretty rough. But yeah, all of your favorite podcasts will be there. and Metal Combat podcast, Dustable Geek podcast, hopefully Roach Coach podcast. If not, uh I'm sure I'm sure Lauren'll will, or will stow away in the uh trunk of my car and show up with us. So uh I don't want to uh, Yeah,
3: we're we're uh we're figuring out some things. We've got we're we're contending with with a couple children and new babies and that uh you know we do. We just got to figure that out, but I think we want to do it. So uh, we just have to figure out the logistics of it all.
2: Cool. And our good friends in Discography Discussion will be there. Cobras and Fire is going to be there. Uh, a plethora of Kiss podcasts, like always. So if you're into Kiss, you're definitely going to want to go. And then the, once the uh, latest uh, guest announcement comes out, you're definitely going to want to go. And uh, yeah, so make sure to head over to Rock and Pod Expo uh, 2018 on the GoFundMe page, and you can sign up. And if you want to be like Lauren Kozlowski. And co-host the Talk to Me podcast. It's an easy donation over there. Three of those are available, and all that money goes towards putting together the Rock and Pot Expo 2018, Nashville, Tennessee, August 25th at the Nashville Palace. So, Lauren, you got any final thoughts on on the Soulfly show on Max Cavalera on uh, on everything Max Cavalera Soulfly related?
3: Um, I have to say, if you if you haven't seen Max live, never been a re- better time than now. He's going to rock your face for a solid hour. If you like pits, he's got pits. Tons of pits. It's going to happen. If the one song doesn't work for you, next one will. Um. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great show. I mean, I, I have to mention, he's three for three on our podcast for getting an album into the canon. Every single Max album that we've done, Sepultura Roots, first Soulfly, second Soulfly, into the canon, into the new metal canon. So, you know, he gets a total cosign from us. And if you haven't read Max's book, My Bloody Roots, (laughs) which is by Max and Joel McIver, uh, Mm -hmm. who also has written a new metal book, Um, it's a a page-turner, and you're going to learn everything and more and more than you ever needed to know about Max and his life and every single album Max ever made. So, yeah. Full-on Max supporter.
2: Yeah, and actually, through the... um suggestion of the Roach Coach Podcast. I actually got on eBay and bought my copy <clears throat> bought my copy of the book and I have it. And I was actually going to take it with me and have Max autograph it. And it's still sitting like right next to where my, all my stuff was. So mm-hmm. I put everything, all my recorder, my microphones, my headphones, all that stuff in the bag and forgot to put the book in the bag. So unfortunately, I still have an unsigned copy of <laughs> the Max Cavalera book, but yeah, it's a great read, and I, I highly suggest that too. Once again, honor, pleasure absolutely uh an amazing time sitting down with max Cavalera. hopefully you guys enjoyed that and thanks to uh the max Cavalera crew out there and i got to talk to gloria for a minute too she's a good person and uh and uh yeah it's the entire crew of the Soulfly camp were great to me while i was out there oh actually i forgot to talk to you about that um when we ran into mark rizzo after the show yeah and he's all like he's all like let's go party and i'm like i gotta go to work like i can't and lauren's <laughs> like fuck He's like, why do we have to not be able to hang out with Mark Rizzo? But yeah, that was
3: a good time. It was, yeah. I had, it's funny as I mean, like if I didn't have to go home and edit my own podcast, <laughs> I might have hung. But yeah, I had to get out of it. there.
2: Yeah, you could talk Il Nino and Soulfly with him, and and you guys would have talked all night. It was funny. I don't know how often like those situations come up for you, like to like the to where the band on stage says, "Hey, let's go have some drinks." And I, 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 just like nonchalantly, kind of like, yeah, Mark, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And I was like, I wonder if how often Lauren gets that chance, and did I just totally like poo poo something for him?
3: I mean, it's it, it wouldn't have worked out for me. Um, I mean, it's weird, is that I've met, I don't know, like a handful of famous people in my, I mean, even then, like nominally, like mm-hmm. niche famous, um, right. just through like signings and stuff like that. But then, uh. I think I've told this story a million times, but my friend, um, uh, there was a brief moment where she was trying to be a raw foods cook, um, okay, and so she finangled her way into catering a MasterCraft show. Uh, if you know okay. MasterCraft, it's the electronic duo that's an offshoot of Death From Above 1979, now just okay. Death From Above. Okay. And so she uh, she called me, and she's like, I'm, uh, I'm going to serve these guys food. I need you to come and help me. And I actually lived in a different state at the time. I drove in and helped her serve this raw food, which, in <laughs> retrospect, we gave them trash to eat. Um, <laughs> they were very nice. And we just hung out with them and chatted for an hour, just hung out. And uh, it was very fun. They were very cool people. Um, that was like the extent. And so anytime since then where it's like, what's it going to be like, it's still, you know, I mean, it's like they said, you know, don't meet your idols necessarily. It could be weird. Um, but I mean, in my experiences, I mean, yeah, he was a very, uh, that was a very cool dude. Uh, Jesse Keeler and Al. Um, but yeah, I mean, just talking to Mark Rizzo for that second, I'm like, I'm sure this guy would be very pleasant to hang out with and chat with. So you know, I think it's yeah. I think it's when you get to like super famous, like my mom knows who you are famous, that you start playing with fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Like uh that's why I like I love Jay Z, but I have that I'm like I'm worried. Like, would I wanna meet Jay Z? Would that be weird? I don't know. Uh so not that it's being offered to me. Right.
2: <laughs> I, I think it's I think doing this show, I've noticed a lot of times it's the... Not that I've interviewed anyone, maybe the caliber of Jay-Z, but mm-hmm. the bigger the name, the more accommodating and nice they were. So I think maybe meeting a Jay-Z is probably going to be pretty pleasant. I would assume that maybe like a, a mid-level mumble rapper is probably where you're going to have your issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the mm-hmm. the... The bigger the name, the easier they are. It's like if if you're gonna have the interview at four o'clock, they are ready to go at four o'clock. You know yeah. the the mm-hmm. non the, the middle the mid tier guy, you'll call them at four o'clock and they're like, oh, uh, can you give me like fifteen more minutes? You know you get a lot of like weird situations when it comes to the mid level guys. But yeah, the bigger the name, normally the the cooler they are, and most of the time it's just because they don't have anything to prove. You know mm-hmm. they're already they're already up there and they they have no reason to be a jerk to anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess nobody really has any reasons to be a jerk to anybody. So, so be right. nice to everybody. Yeah. Be nice to each other. Absolutely. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of the Talk to Me podcast. Uh, let's go through the list here. Go check out uh, Scott Bowling and Good Company with Bowling over there at scottgoodcompany.com. Go to the Rock and Pot Expo in Nashville, Tennessee, August 25th go and check out the metalnexus.net ticket giveaway for the ink carceration fest and that is july what is that 15 16 17 did i say that right I think you uh, got that basically
3: right it's in july and it's, it's in july uh, it's, it's that, in a cool place it's in a cool it's in a, it, it's in the the prison where they filmed the Shawshank redemption so there you go they should reenact the scene with the record player but right. with a with a Seven Dust song,
2: that would be a great night. Uh, <laughs> make sure you're checking out Rob Rivera on tour right now, The Butcher Babies, and thank him for hey, the uh, pick from the kit. Huge thank you to Max Cavalera of Soulfly for coming on the show, and uh, last but not least, Lauren Kozlowski of the Roach Coach Podcast. Man, thanks for taking the time tonight. Thank you for having me. You guys make sure and check out Roach Coach wherever you get your podcast. If you li- wherever you're listening to me. Most likely, you can find the Roach Coach podcast, so check it out. So, for Talk To Me, the official podcast, of metalnexus.net, I am Joshua Toomey. And from Roach Coach, I'm Lauren Kozlowski. And I will talk to you next Thursday.
1: Talk to me.
5: Do not attempt to approach Talk To Me, motherfucker. You go this shit up close. Raised by the devil, marked by the- be the king of this podcast shit when it drops. Fucking around with Joss, get your face all split up. Get stuck in the zone when you lit up. You better shut your bitch up and pick up. When you pause that, dopest weekly podcast. Rock stars, the ball rap, and everything in between. You tune into that glorious, fattest shit on the planet. Uncle Doc, from this jack of all trades. We demanded every single week to hear this motherfucker speak candid. Hey, breathe the twist, and if you missed the bitch, you slip in. I think. Because Tony's about to blow and leave a legendary mark So welcome to the card of all the shits about the
1: spark If you ain't with it, then a sprinkin' gon' rip your ass apart Talk to me Talk to me Talk to me